everybody, and welcome to the new year here on Edge of a Rabbit Hole, kicking off season 2021. Hope you guys had a wonderful holiday season. I know it's been almost a month since we've done the show. Yeah, time flies, but uh, yeah, it was that big of a gap because we stopped the middle of December, and now we're almost the middle of January, and we are starting. So it's great to see everybody down in the chat room, and starting off special here uh, for the new year. In studio guest Nicole Guillaume of the Guiding Echoes channel is with us this evening. I just caught her just walking down the street, like, "Hey, Nicole, mm -hmm. I come on the show tonight." That's and, exactly uh, how it happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, eh, "You know, I don't have anything going on tonight, sure." Yeah, sure. I mean, just you know, from yeah. California, walking down the street right. in Ohio, and, mm -hmm. yeah, happens every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I walk my dog, we go for a long walk. That's a long walk, which is walk. really weird because I don't have a dog. <laughs> 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 so many of you know Nicole, um, of course, from the Guiding Echoes channel, but also my girlfriend. Yes, but, my uh, boyfriend. Exactly. But she, what? Hey, yeah. Go figure that. Yeah. Who knew? I know. Who knew? When did, when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she is a psychic medium, a uh, very large channel, the Guiding Echoes channel, mm -hmm. um, 135,000, yeah. somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. yeah 135,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to be talking about enhancing your psychic abilities tonight. And we're also going to be playing a, a game or two. So, <laughs> but let's go ahead and start with the psychic ability part. And um, I guess for those that don't know you, 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 want me, you want me to just talk about myself like I'm a narcissist? Oh, All right. <laughs> Let me tell you about me, darling. <laughs> so, and my name is Nicole Guillaume. Pleasure to meet all of you. Um, as Mike had stated, I am a psychic medium. And yes, I have the channel Guiding Echoes. Be sure that you check it out. Subscribe. And um, on that channel, I love to teach people how to enhance their intuition. And we also talk about things like the afterlife and spirit communication all that jazz. And so one of the things that I wanted to do on this show tonight is teach you guys how to enhance your intuition. So on Thursday of this week, I'm releasing a video on my channel um, that teaches you how to use three different divination tools to enhance your intuition. And for those of you in this, uh, watching this channel, watching this show who are intuitive, and I know there's many of you, you probably have ran into that dilemma where you want to practice your intuition with someone, but there's no one to practice with. Maybe you live in the Bible belt and everyone thinks you're the devil. If you even talk about intuition, you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> Scary, babe. <laughs> so, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so what I'm going to teach you today is how to use um, card decks, actually, to enhance your intuition for those times when you're by yourself, but you still want to practice in some way, shape, or form. Um, so, Real quick, mm -hmm. because I know you guys are going to throw questions down there in the chat. I'm going to do my best to pick them up. Uh, Quarantine Ghost is no longer with us, so we are on a, on a search for a uh, chat moderator. Uh, mm. He stepped aside over the holidays, so you know, this one it is. It's too bad. I like QG. Yeah, yeah, QG was mm. a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, gone too soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, um, yeah, where was I? Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> So what I wanted to do was teach you guys how to use cards to enhance your intuition. So this is really kind of a game that you can play, and I do this on my own. So first, I'm curious to know how many of you are intuitive in some way. So you're psychics, mediums. I'm curious to see what type of intuitive ability you have, what type of psychic ability you have. So go ahead and put that as an answer in the chat room. And then also, if you happen to have a Claire that you know is stronger than the others. So if you're clairvoyant, that means you have excellent intuition intuitive insight. If you're clairaudient, it means you can hear things pretty well. So what is it that you guys are able to um, able to do? So while I'm waiting for those answers. Yeah, we know there's a little bit of a delay between the, the stream and the chat and all that stuff, because they're actually now just saying, oh, I like quarantine ghosts. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all liked QG. Yep. QG was a lot of fun. QG so. was a good ghost. So let's see. We've got Auntie Coco. I know who you are, Auntie Coco. Hey there. <laughs> Just me charm sensitive. Uh, oh, Hans, I know. I know how to astral project easily. Nice. Very nice. cool. Very cool. All right. So quite a few of you. So um, 
So if you, let's see, empath. Sandra says she's an empath and she can see some things in the future. Very cool, very cool. So these are all amazing gifts. And sometimes what can happen is they kind of turn on by themselves, right? Have you guys had that experience? So you're just driving, minding your own business, enjoying your day, totally looking forward to going to work because who doesn't love going to work? And all of a sudden you're hit with this intuitive insight about someone or something and it turns out that you were right. You know, that intuitive hit, whatever it was, turned out to be correct. But then when you try to tune into your intuition on purpose to get an answer for something or gain direction, it's like nothing comes through, right? So that can be really frustrating. So what I want to teach you guys how to do is how to tune into your clairs because your clairs are how your intuition speaks to you. So again, it's your clairvoyance. And that's what's referred to as the third eye. And that is your intuitive ability to see things. Um, being able to see things also means when you're clairvoyant, usually you see things in your mind's eye. So it's not going to be a physical apparition. Uh, if I were to see physical apparitions all the time, I would run. <laughs> like, I'd be like, who is this person in my room? Bye. Bye. Um, but so on occasion, you do. on occasion, yeah, on occasion. But it's not it's not constant. That would drive. Oh, my God. That would right. not, go a little crazy. <laughs> I would not like that at all. Um, and so being able to see things intuitively in our mindset, uh, in our mind's eye is actually a gift because it means when we learn how to control our own mind and emotions better, we can turn those abilities on at will. But we can also turn them off. For the most part, you're still going to get bombarded or you're still going to get information once in a while when you don't want to. Um, but for the most part, you'll still have more control over it. So what we're going to do today is um, we're going to use a deck of cards. And I just want you to feel into one of the cards. OK, so we're going to start off with this card right here, the four of wands. And you guys don't. Can you see that? There we go. You guys don't have to know what this card means. I, I just want you guys to tune into it and see what type of feel you get out of it. Victoria, you can do this too. I know you already know tarot. <laughs> so just kind of tune into it. And you guys can go ahead and put in the chat room like what type of vibes you're getting from it. Like when I see this card, I think of a celebration. Some people think of it as like a wedding. So I'm just curious to see what. Victoria, what are you getting? Yeah, what are you getting? Sorbo the Greek. I mean, Sorbo the Greek. It just reminds me like of a Greek um, wedding. What about you, Mike? I mean, to me, because I'm seeing it through like the little. Well, you can it. see okay. it right here. I was okay. I was thinking <laughs> Ren Fair is what I was getting. Yeah, Ren yeah. Fair is you. That's one of the things that I see from it too. <laughs> so, all right. So now that you guys have a feeling for this card, what we're going to do is I'm actually going to mix it in with two other cards. And so what I want you guys to do is to use your intuition to tell me if it's card number one, one, two, or three. This is a little backwards. So we have anyways, people one, saying strong two, foundation, family, wedding, marriage, ancient ritual. So a lot of interesting responses. Yeah. So here's how I want you guys to tune, how I want you guys to find this. I want you to use your intuition. So I want you to actually take your time going through each card. So this is card, this is card, wait, what did I say this was? One? This is one. one. <laughs> so tune into this card and see what this card feels like. This is the first card. So just take a moment. Yeah, it'll be a moment because they're still responding a little bit to right. the other one. Happiness, joy, stability. Um a few of those. So you have, so that's card number one. So you guys tuned into that one. And now tune into the feeling of this one. Or you might end up getting colors or, you know, just use your different clairs. So you might feel something out of this card. You might see a color. You might actually hear a word. So just tune into that card. They're responding with numbers. Two, two, three. Well, yeah, because they're telling me which yeah. where the card is. So, and then... Um, and then we have this one, so card number three. So again, tune into that and just see what you guys feel out of that. All right, so now we're going to do the reveal. So if you chose, ah! So if you thought card number one felt like, um, felt like the four of wands, here's what you chose. So we got the four of pentacles. If you chose card number two, that was the four of wands. 
Jones, yep. great job. A lot of people did. Too. Yeah. Yep. And then the um, the third card, actually, I'm holding it upside down now, is the Ace of Pentacles. So one of the things that's interesting, though, because I chose these cards at random, is um, if you chose number one, you might have been chewing, tuning into four energy because both of these were force. And then also... Um, Ace of Pentacles is a relatively happy card. So if you thought of the Four of Wands as being happy or stability, anything like that, Ace of Pentacles might have had a similar feeling for you. Yeah, um, you have some people in here saying happiness. Yeah. 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 So, um, so anyways, that's just a really simple game that you guys can play on your own. And um, again, if you're if you're someone who wants to practice your intuition on your own, that's a great way to just tune into that and, you know, turn your intuitive abilities on. So one thing that you can do and the reason that I recommend tarot for intuitive abilities is, first of all, for those of you who don't know my story, um, when a few years ago, back in, gosh, I think it was 2012, um, my I was living with. Well, he was my boyfriend at the time, my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Kills yeah, me too. Kills horses. me too. <laughs> but anyways, um, <laughs> so I was, I had another boyfriend. Cover your ears for this, babe. <laughs> and um, we had decided to decorate our house for Halloween one year. And I thought it would be really cool to put a seance out in our front yard. And so I started looking at different tarot decks that I could use for the decoration for the seance. And um, I was on Amazon looking at all these different cards, trying to find the perfect deck because I wanted something that wasn't too scary. And I did want something kind of nice looking. And there was this one deck. It's no longer in print, but there was a deck that like basically haunted me until I bought it. And initially I wasn't going to buy it because I'm kind of cheap. I was. I'm not anymore, but I was. I was on a tight budget. And the deck that I wanted was $30. And it was like, there's no way I'm paying this much to have it. Like, because I had these visions of it being blown in the wind and kids sneezing on the cards or whatever. Because I was going to use them for decoration. So, anyways, ended up, um, I think it was two days later in the middle of the night, actually finally got up and bought it because this deck was just on my mind. Like, I, I just had to buy it. So, I finally did. And when it came in, I was like, these cards are just too beautiful to use. Like, I, 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 I love the artwork of a lot of cards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of gorgeous decks out there. So I decided that instead of using them for decorations, I was going to go ahead and um, learn how to read them. <laughs> and it turned out that I was quite a natural reader. And I ended up taking an online class with other students and we would do readings for each other. And um, I'm kind of a teacher's pet anyway. So I shot up to basically the top of the top of the class. And um, since I was so good at it, I wondered to myself, like, I wonder if I could start a business with this. And so I started um, my YouTube channel and Twitter account and all this different stuff. And as I started doing tarot readings for people, my intuition started to light up. And it was while I was doing tarot readings that spirit started to come through. And I kind of didn't understand what was going on at first, but I would very clearly feel a presence. I would very clearly see a spirit. In fact, I think I saw them more clearly back then than I do now because now I don't just see them. I feel them and I hear different things. So it's, it's completely changed. Um, but tarot was my doorway into mediumship and really into all of this. So if it hadn't been for picking up that deck, if it hadn't been for that deck haunting me in my dreams, practically, um, you, know, you you wouldn't have gotten involved then. You may have eventually later. You never Probably. Know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was into meditating and, you know, reading books on the law of attraction okay. and working with angels. But this is when this is the tool that really, like, opened my eyes to how good I actually was with everything. Um, so go ahead. So, no question here from chat room. Sarah Youssef wondering, would this work with an ordinary uh, deck of playing cards as well? It might um, with an ordinary deck of cards. Here's the thing is like when you work with tarot, you're working with different archetypes. So an archetype is basically an experience or a representation that we're all familiar with. 
So the hanged man, for example, that's an archetype of discipline. You're not going to get that type of an archetype in a regular set of playing cards. Um, here we have the seven of wands, someone who's defending themselves or fighting, fighting people off. That's not going to be in a deck of cards, regular deck of cards either. But what you can do with a regular deck of cards is maybe if you have a, if you have certain numbers that have a feel, you can maybe see what a six feels like and what a five feels like and do the game that way. And then you can, since you basically only have two colors, red and black, you can do a game where you try to find the red cards and you try to find the black cards or maybe you try to find the spades and whatnot. So um, playing cards might actually be a good way to start um, because because you have less options. But I like tarot because for enhancing your clairvoyance because tarot works with a wide range of emotions and a wide range of different situations. Um, but I feel like I've been talking this whole time and Victoria <laughs> hasn't even said anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm hogging the show. Victoria, you have a question or observation <laughs> at this point? You had cards there with you. That's because I'm psychic and I knew she was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of yes. known for tarot and psychic mediumship. Yeah, she has her oh. card videos and all that on her YouTube channel mm -hmm. on Guiding Echoes. Now, do you have a, a favorite deck or do you like oracle cards? Or I was told one time women should uh, women should not do tarot because it's too masculine and they should only do oracle cards. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's very, very interesting. Sexist. Yes, that is sexist. Yes. Um, yeah, I totally agree it. with that. I think men should, only men should do tarot. So here you go, Mike. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a woman yeah. that told me that. And um... did, that, did, did you gain some interesting information? Well, it was almost kind of like what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> it was, actually. <laughs> that's, well, that's the other way. <laughs> it's the other but, way, but there you go. The hang yeah. yeah, you you gain enlightenment by looking from a different direction. There you go. So, do you I'm use just, oracle okay. cards? I, I, I do. I do use oracle cards. In fact, well, I have Psychic Tarot of the Heart Oracle deck right here. So that's a great Thank deck. You. But, uh, yeah, I use oracle cards. I think oracle cards have their place, um, obviously. But you can't, you can't get the same information out of oracle cards that you can from tarot. I find that oracle cards are best for... Maybe when you're feeling down or you need a pick me up or you need advice on a, a situation and you need a different way of looking at things, I think that's when oracle cards can be really helpful. But of course, that's even hard to say because all oracle cards are different, right? Where tarot follows right. the structure, oracle cards don't. They're a little more, I guess you could say, freelance. Um, but most of them do yeah. tend to lean on the more positive side. And the only problem I have with that is that if you, when you work with purely positive cards, there's no way for that deck to tell you no. So if you're trying to get answer, like if you should do, you know, A or B, and you're consulting Oracle cards, your Oracle cards are going to cheer you on and be like, yeah, A and B rock, go for it, girl, you know? But there's no way for them to warn you and say, you know, you probably shouldn't take option B. There are, um, I can't think of her name. Oh, that woman that did all those decks, and I forget her name. Now. Better not be Dorian Virtue. That's it, bingo. Okay. Uh, the one who became like a flippant, like well, fundamentalist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But anyway, she there kind has of is, but okay. I'm trying to be polite. <laughs> you're, um, you're very sweet. <laughs> trying to be polite. <laughs> it's been a very. I'm down here in a red state. Help me. Um, um, oh, one of her decks has um, one of the cards is Beware the Red Flags. And so they do put like watch out for this, you know, they're yeah. like little warnings or heed, heed this message. And, you well, know. that's true. They can, they can, but I'm talking about the purely positive decks, you mm -hmm. know, purely positive decks don't, don't tend to tend to have those in them. It's just like, go for it. And your dreams are around the corner. <laughs> you know, it's always, so they're Not positive <laughs> messages, which is nice. But mm -hmm. if you're looking, if you're really needing to know what decision's going to be good, or if, or if you know, for example, if you're if you're dating someone and you need to know if that person's dangerous and what their true intentions are, oracle decks, positive ones, probably aren't going to be able to tell you what those red flags actually are. But tarot can, and so can Lenormand. 
Um, so again, like I think Oracle has its place, but I prefer tarot in a lot of ways because I think tarot is amazing at predicting the future. I think it's also great at, um, work teaching us how to, um, I want to say communicate really with our own emotions because the, the tarot doesn't shy away from things that are uncomfortable. And I think a lot of times, especially when we're consulting psychics or when it gets to our own spiritual life, some people use that as an escape and they want to hear everything's going to be great. No one wants to hear like, yeah, your dreams aren't working out, honey. And it's because you have to take responsibility for your life. But that is what tarot will tell you if it's necessary, if that's if that's what the issue is. Um, So that said, my favorite decks getting back to that question is right now. I love the everyday witch tarot and the wizard's tarot. So have you seen everyday witch tarot? Yeah, it's upstairs. It's so cute. I love the images and everything on it. And I love the wizard. Cats. The cats. The cats. They the cats. have cats. They have lots of cats. Every card on that cats. one pretty much has a cat. Yeah. 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 And then the wizard's tarot, like you said, was nice. really good. That's deck. nice. It's very good. Yeah, we, we each yeah. have one, actually. Yeah. Well, I was going to get him one for Christmas because he liked mine so much and then he bought it for himself. I was like, well, there goes that idea. It was, uh, hey, give me a Man. little credit. There was two months before Christmas. <laughs> Well, that's true. This is the first time you've spent Christmas with me. You don't, you didn't know yet that I buy gifts like three months ahead of time, (laughs) which was very useful with the mail situation this year. It was. Or last year. Yeah. Because mail is still being a nightmare. It is. A question here from Alina. She says, I recently found, found out I'm a sensitive empath. How do I truly trust what I feel while knowing I'm not overthinking? So that's a really good question. Um, I think it's important that we always trust our experience, always trust our experience, always trust what you feel. Um, a lot of times when I'm working with people one-on-one, um, when I'm helping them to develop their intuition or I'm helping them to, um, really enhance their mediumship abilities. That's one of the things that'll come up all the time is they'll, they'll tell me I had this experience and I just want to know if this was real or if I was crazy. And I always tell them, well, you're the one who had the experience. (laughs) And thing is, you know, you had that experience. You don't need anyone's validation. And the same thing is true of our own emotions. So when you have an emotion come up and um, empaths and HSPs both get this one and and that's probably a video I'll do at another time. Um, if you think you're an empath, check out look into HSP highly sensitive persons. Um, that's what I realized I am. I'm an HSP. I'm not an empath. Um, but there are variables in the two, and so if you know which one you are, it can be helpful in how you um, maneuver through different situations. Um, but that said, <clears throat> always trust your emotions. So if you're if you're in a situation where suddenly you start to feel anxiety and maybe you're in your room by yourself and there's no one around you, or maybe you're in a crowded room around people you should feel comfortable with and you start to feel anxious and you start to feel stressed. You can take some time to just be with that stress and you, you just acknowledge like I'm feeling anxiety and you, you don't have to say this out loud because you don't need people to be like, what, why are you feeling that? So you can just acknowledge like I feel anxiety right now. I feel stressed. And you may want to say this feels like, you know, and then go into what anxiety feels like for you, because what this does is it helps you to just validate your own experience. And I think a lot of times empaths, psychics, mediums, especially when they're new on their journey, they want someone to validate them because they do want to know that they're not crazy, right? They want other, and also it goes back to wanting a community. Like we want people to understand us. And if they understand us, maybe that's someone we can talk to about the different things we're experiencing. So know that it's normal to question your, your experiences, but it's also really important that we trust them because when you feel anxiety and when you feel stressed and when you feel fear, you know what you're feeling. So just acknowledge that you feel it. You don't have to know where it's coming from. So if you, if, if you're afraid all of a sudden and you're not sensing a dark spirit and you're not around anything that should make you fearful, you just acknowledge to yourself, I feel fear. Like, this is what I'm feeling right now. And what you may want to do is um, work on some breath work right away. Because when we breathe in deeply, so just like a, you take those nice deep breaths in. So those full belly breaths. So you're taking in full air in your stomach and in your, um, in your lungs. And you hold that for a moment and you exhale out. What that actually does is, It shuts down the arousal centers of our brain. One of the reasons we start to get so anxious and stressed out and we start to continue to um, feel those feelings 
remember the neurons that fire to are that fire together wire together and so we want to stop that emotion when we can or at least interrupt it so when you take those deep breaths what it does is it grounds you it centers you but it stops those the that arousal in your brain so it kind of gives you a reset um so just take some deep breaths in and maybe focus on something else find a mantra that you really like like a mantra that i'll work with is i am divinely guided and protected so whenever I'm in a situation where I feel afraid, like I used to be deathly afraid of heights, like deathly afraid of heights. It was ridiculous. So whenever I was anywhere way up high, like on those um, ski lifts, I hate ski lifts oh. so much. I still hate those things. Yeah. But Legs dangling out. Uh, yeah, I hate heights. That's why God made me short. He did me a solid there. Thank you, big guy. I was up on a ski so. lift with my dad one time just to go see the sights up there. We weren't even skiing. Yeah. And he had me hold the uh, lid to his uh, camera lens and <laughs> dropped it all the way down. Oh, my gosh. He must not have been very happy. No, he wasn't happy about no. that. I'll, re I'll be sure to bring that up next time I see him. Hey, Bob, remember oh, when? <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, yeah, so find a mantra that'll help you to work through those emotions. And again, don't don't try to figure out where they're coming from. Just know that, hey, I'm an empath. I sometimes absorb other people's emotions. These aren't my emotions, but I am feeling this. And so just validate that you're feeling that. Breathe through it. Find a mantra, and the more you practice this, the easier it'll get. So Joy commented in the chat. Uh, I saw her talk about this in her new YouTube video. It really helped me yesterday. Aw, glad to hear that, Joy. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, Nicole has amazing YouTube videos out there that are guiding Echo's channel. So after this, by all means, go check it out. After this, not right now, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Not right now. But I do have a link down <laughs> in the description so that you can go check it out. Yes, after this, not during. Right, right, right. So... So, um, Victoria, you have any uh, other questions at the moment? Oh, I have lots of questions, but no. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, not these. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not um, for this one. No, no, no. Um, still working on wormholes. Um, no, I mean. Um, That's okay. No, do you, I mean, do, do you scry or what else do you do? I mean, I, I'm trying to think what I do. No, I mean. <laughs> I'm kind of, well, um, no, I don't do a lot of scrying. I had a pretty terrifying experience with the mirror when I was a little girl. So I don't, I don't do Sorry. a lot of scrying. It's okay. Um, I do a lot of crying, not a lot of scrying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have the best boyfriend. Why would I do a lot of crying? That's ridiculous. So, um, but no. your boyfriend, your boyfriend and my girlfriend should be together. They should. Yeah, we should introduce them we to should. each other. Yeah, <laughs> this is a joke that we have between us all the time. This is if you were a fly in the wall, this is how we behave like all the time, pretty much. Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, scry, I don't cry, scry, scry. Yeah, scry. It sounds like a '60s song. It okay. Um, <laughs> No, I don't do scrying. I do um, charms. Like, I'll work with charms. Charms are fun. Um, tarot cards, of course. But mostly my main thing is psychic mediumship. So I do just a lot of purely intuitive work. Um, okay. And then also I love mentoring people. So people who are new to this path and they're trying to figure things out. Like, um, a lot of times when people are are newly out of their religion, that's really difficult for them. So when their abilities start to open up and they realize they need to walk away from their faith for whatever, because it doesn't match what's going right. on inside of them. You know, I get a lot of clients that, that need, um, need some assistance with that. So that's more or less what I do. <laughs> cool. So Betty Lange is wondering if you have read the cards for my travels this year. I did read cards for one of them. <laughs> well, we read, I read cards for the Egypt trip and it was fine for him. And then when I pulled cards for myself, cause I already had a feeling like I shouldn't go on the Egypt trip. And then when I pulled cards for that, remember you were right, there, I I was, the first card I pulled, uh, I turned over. It's like, nope, not going. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah. Nope, nope. That's all I needed. Um, but I don't think I pulled cards for Ireland. Okay. We'll have to do that. We will. We will. Yeah. So, which there are still some spots available for the Ireland trip. So I'm going, Victoria's going, Nicole is coming, mm -hmm. um, and several others. 
but there's still some spots open, so you want to make sure to jump on that. Um, you can find out information at hauntedroadmedia.com. My website, MikeRickSucker.com, has the links, or just go to uh, MysteriousAdventuresTours.com. So, all right. So we are halfway through the show. Did we want a break to do the little game now? Yeah, actually, we can all practice our psychic abilities with yeah. each other on this one, possibly. So we're going to play a game. Um, you guys, the audience, needs to ask some question about us, just kind of like a general question. Um, like, what is uh, Victoria's favorite color? We were kind of joking about that between the show. <laughs> or, you know, what's what's Nicole's favorite food or, or whatever. And the three of us are going to write down that answer, and we'll see um, if we, we get it correct, of, you know, in regards to the other person. So fun little game. Um, We'll give you a minute there to, to toss the questions down because I know that the, uh, the the lag between the chat and the actual feed is a little off. So, well, we can start with a question though. So my question would be, what is Victoria's favorite food? But don't tell us. You have to. So you have to write down your actual favorite food, and we're gonna guess what it is. You're never gonna get this. <laughs> Probably not. But I'm gonna work on it anyway. Okay. Then Maybe everyone, like my, my comfort food. Sure. Oh, okay. All right. Everyone, <laughs> if I get a lot of these wrong, people are going to be like, sometimes a psychic she is. So just to put it out there, I'm not really using my psychic abilities. I'm just playing a game. This is just, yeah, this, <laughs> this is, is just for fun. fun. <laughs> All right. You ready? Mike, what All did right. you choose? What so, did you say? I chose jalapeno pecans. Oh, <laughs> were they good? <laughs> they were good, yeah. They said oh. pizza. Uh oh. Do you want to see mine? What is yeah. Your, what, what, so what, what is, is yours? your favorite food? What's your favorite food? Can I see it? Oh, how does this uh, work? Scrambled egg sandwich. Scrambled You're right. Wow. I would have never. <laughs> my mom used to slip those into my lunch on occasion when I was a kid. They're pretty good. Yeah. My mom Do you hate them. your taste buds? Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Well, and that's no. funny. Down in the chat, that down in the chat, uh, Pamela Flagler, Victoria's favorite food. <laughs> um, so, so Tim Schoen has what is Mike's favorite color? What is Mike's favorite color? Okay. Hi, Tim. By the way. All right. All right. Start with Nicole. Who... All right. I said black or blue. <laughs> All right. Okay. Go ahead, Victoria. Red. Red. Wow. Red was my grandmother's favorite color. Ah, you, well. you said black <laughs> or blue. But yeah, I said black or blue. I said black and blue. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, well, you guys have seen the color, true. right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the book cover, the background. <laughs> it's, it's kind of become the Hunter Road Media theme, right? Right, <laughs> oh. right. <laughs> All right. What else do we have here? What's Mike's um, favorite? Oh. Well, what's what's one for for you, for Nicole? I don't think anyone's asked me anything yet. Um. Yeah, a lot of these are... Yeah, you guys can guess, too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you guys can guess, for sure. This is for everyone, just to have yep. fun. So, all right. So, uh, Samantha DeHoyos. Mike, what is your scariest paranormal experience? So, all right. a lot of you who have been watching the Hunter Road Media channel for a while should be able to get this. We have to phrase it in the form of a question. No. 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 <laughs> yeah, this isn't Jeopardy. I'm really good at that. I'm. <laughs> Did you write yours down, Victoria? I'm fast. Wow, you <laughs> are fast. I also wrote big, so. <laughs> All right. Okay. 
Victoria can go first this time. Okay, Victoria can go first. Oh no, can you see? Uh, crawler. Oh, crawler. That's a good. That's a good guess. Yeah. But not right. <laughs> yeah, I did see the last word. I saw crawler. Crawler guy. Crawler, crawler guy. guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I put when he was the all those shadow people in the woods. Shadow people in the woods. You guys both had good guesses uh -oh. for me as an adult. Because the shadows in the uh, woods, definitely, because that totally creeped me out because yeah. I, I was not there for anything paranormal. The crawler was definitely very disconcerting, but we were actually in investigation, so we were kind of prepared for it. But there was no, there's nothing. So it would have been when you were a life, kid. When, when I was a kid, for yeah. a shadow experience as a child where the thing crossed my arms across my but body. But that was your scariest? I was terrified. I mean, I was eight years old, and yeah. Hmm. I would have thought the, the shadow people in the woods. Would the shadow scared. people in the woods was very very creepy. Yeah. As an adult, that would probably be it with crawler a close number two. Yeah, yeah. I always forget how young you were for that first experience. Yeah, I was eight, though. so uh, yeah, was I was terrified. Young. I was trying yeah. to scream and, and oh, that's the worst. And nothing could come out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. How old were you, Nicole, when you had your first paranormal experience? Um. The, well, the the first real paranormal experience that I remember is the mirror experience. And I don't know how old. I might have been six or seven. So, yeah, pretty young. Okay. Yeah. So, Jackie Campbell. Nicole, what is your favorite place to visit? <laughs> you already know this one. All right. My favorite place how well do I know you? to visit. You should know this one. Well, I mean, there's really two answers to this one, so we'll see which one you get. All right. Because I've talked about both of these. All right. All right. You got it, Victoria? I mean this in the nicest way. There's nothing insulting about this, but this is legitimately <laughs> what I heard. Oh. Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> Maybe it's, it's funny me. though. Babe, I like Baskin Robbins. He I loves like ice, cream. ice cream. I love ice cream. Yeah, I'm a yeah. sucker for it. Disneyland. As close, but it's actually Universal Studios. Universal Studios. Because Hogwarts. Oh, because of Hogwarts. Hogwarts yeah. is there, and but then you also had, but you had the Disney Pass. I did have the Disney Pass. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, but when I when I lived in California, Disneyland was the closest amusement park to me. It was 20 miles away, but because of California traffic, it took me an hour and a half to get there. Plus, like, 45 yeah, minutes to crazy. park and get on the tram and get into the line to get into Disneyland. <laughs> so it was like this whole ordeal just to get there. But Universal is my favorite because the Transformers ride is a lot of cool. And Yeah, yeah, you have talked about Universal. Yeah. Yep. But Disneyland's fun. I lost a lot of weight just walking around Disneyland and fasting and... All it's right. all fun. It's good we'll stuff. Do, we'll do a couple more of those at the uh, at the end of the show. It's kind of fun. It is fun. So <laughs> inspired by uh, the Jimmy Fallon games. Honestly, we we put those on just on YouTube. Not even we don't watch the show, but we'll watch. Betty it on has YouTube. a great question for Victoria. Oh, so, okay. We'll save that one for yeah. The end save of the show. that for the. Yep. Oh, that's well. a really good one. <laughs> that's a really good one. What's my favorite flavor? No, <laughs> just of ice cream. Well, we can ask you that. Hey, what's your favorite? <laughs> so, but vanilla. <laughs> enhancing your psychic abilities. We've talked a lot about the uh, the cards, and you know, we showed some examples and everything. What are some other ways? Like, if somebody doesn't have a, a deck of tarot cards, uh, what are some other ways people, uh, other methods they could use to enhance their psychic abilities? So one of my favorite ways that people can enhance their psychic abilities without cards or um, without a whole lot of tools is you can basically go through different pictures. So um, pictures of nature are great. And what you would do for this is because a lot of people have a hard time meditating. Like I know you do too. You mentioned like when you meditate, you fall asleep or weird things fall, happen. Yeah. A lot of times um, I'll crash out or my mind will start racing and I can't right. concentrate. Yeah. yeah. And so like a lot of people have that experience and then they get frustrated with themselves and they think, well, I just don't know how to meditate. That's 
that's not true. You just haven't been taught how to meditate because our brain was created to pump out thoughts. So if you close your eyes and your mind starts thinking, guess what? It's doing exactly what it was meant to do. That's exactly what it was designed to do. So congratulations, you have a fully functioning brain. Um, or at least you have a well-working brain. <laughs> so what we want to do is we want to learn how to quiet the mind. And closing your eyes and being in that mist of nothingness might be too much for it. It might actually get overwhelmed when you're trying to quiet it because then your brain is like, hey, hey, pay attention to me. Remember this thing you got to do? So the way that you can kind of break away from that is to, again, get a picture of, um, I should have gotten one, but get a picture of nature or just get a picture that's very inspiring for you, to you. And what you would do is with your eyes completely open, you gaze at that picture. And that's all you do. You gaze at it. And you just kind of ask yourself, like, what does this picture feel like? Like, what's the, what's the feeling I get? What kind of sounds would I hear in this image? So if you have this pretty picture of maybe... Um, a forest and there's maybe a stream. Just imagine what that would sound like. Imagine the, what the breeze sounds like. What do the leaves fall? Feel or what? How do the leaves sound when they're falling? And you just kind of pay attention to that. Like, what sounds do I hear from this picture? And then it might be, what type of physical sensations do you feel? Do you feel the breeze against you? Do you feel maybe like a mistiness in? that environment and then also you can expand your mind outside of that picture so you think to yourself well what would i see if i turned to the left what would be over there what would i see there what would i see if i turned my eyes to the right then what you do after you play this game is you do close your eyes but you're closing your eyes to reinvent that whole situation that picture so you want to kind of get yourself in that picture and the reason that this is actually helpful for enhancing your intuition is because your brain and your intuition works hand in hand with your imagination. And that's something that is so important for people to know, because a lot of times people will come to me and you guys have probably had this experience, too, where you're like, was that my intuition or was it my imagination? And the truth is, it was probably both because your intuition will utilize your imagination to help get messages to you. Now, when your intuition is using it, your imagination, it's also using the images and the information that you already have embedded inside of you. So that means it's going to pull from your existing library. So, you know, we talked about when you're driving and you get an intuitive hit. Well, maybe you're driving somewhere and you're thinking about something that is going to happen in the future, something that you want to happen to the future. Maybe you're thinking about a job promotion or you're going to see your friend who you haven't seen in a really long time. So you're excited for that reunion. And all of a sudden you get this feeling of just com uh, complete peace and, um, you know, maybe uh, maybe an image pops in your head of. I don't know, money. I can't think of anything right now. But that is your imagination. That is your intuition working with your imagination to maybe bring you some information about what's going to happen with that upcoming event. So instead of you feeling fear, you felt calmness. Instead of seeing, um, you know, any type of warning signs, you actually saw more money indicating that you're going to get a raise or you don't have to worry about money because the trip or that you and your friend are going to go on it's money's going to be okay. You know, so your, your imagination, your intuition will work with your imagination. And also the more in tuned we get with our feelings, because here's what I find is that I find a lot of people are clairsentient, even if they don't think that, do you think so, Victoria? Like a lot of people, okay. yeah, a lot of people are clairsentient, which means you have intuitive feelings or intuitive emotions about something. Um, a lot of people who think they're empaths, I think, are actually HSPs who have a strong connection with their clairsentience, with their emotions. So when you're able to really tune into that and get familiar and get comfortable with your emotions and when you can get comfortable with the uncomfortable emotions, that's really giving your intuition more permission to work through all of your clairs, to work with that sensation. Um, so 
being aware of your emotions and again playing that game where you look at different images and you just get lost inside of them and you let your imagination run free um one of the things you might find is that as you start to play that little game as you start to look at different images and bring them up in your mind that might be a place where you start to meet your spirit guides like that's what happened to me <laughs> you know i started to see angels or your loved ones on the other side might start to come forward so there's actually a lot of magical things that can happen when you start to train your brain to meditate and to get involved in um imaginative experiences like that one fantastic so we have a couple of good questions that came in here from the chat tanya toner asks why is my intuition right on cue with everybody else but not with me and I, this is something i've always <laughs> found with myself and I don't, is it something to do with, with self-doubt or you're just, maybe you're, I don't know. What, what do you think that is? Well, I think that it's hard for us sometimes because we live in our own experiences. Mm -hmm. We know our darkest secrets. <laughs> we know our greatest fears. We know everything there is to know about ourselves. And so sometimes when we do get an intuitive hit on something, we're very, very quick to shut it down. If it has something to do with someone else, we're more open to it. But when it has to do with us, we might shut it down because, again, we have this thing called the brain. And our brain is amazing at coming up with solutions to our problems. And our brain is also amazing at talking us out of the things that we should do, like trusting <laughs> our intuition. And so what I would encourage you to do is the next time that you are purposely using your intuition to make a decision, really pay attention to how something feels for you. So here's another exercise you can do. Um, you can take some time to actually write out the situation that's happening in your life. And that's great for several reasons. It can, it can have a very healing effect on us to be able to get that out, you know, and also, um, yeah, like it's, it's, it's therapeutic. So once you write out the situation, just kind of take a few deep breaths, maybe walk away from it for a few minutes and come back to it and simply place your hand over it. Close your eyes, breathe very deeply, take a nice few deep breaths in and out, and then just notice what comes to your mind as you quiet your mind, as you quiet your anxiety, as you quiet everything and you, all you have is your hand on that paper and you're paying attention to any intuitive information that comes through in the form of your feelings, in the form of images, and just really pay attention to that and try not to judge it. Try not to say this is good, this is bad, this is stupid, this is just my imagination. Just let that stream of consciousness come. And after you spend a few moments getting that information, write it down. And after a couple days, see if what you came up with when you quiet it down, when you really place all of your attention on that one thing, see if it turned out that you were correct. Because I'll bet that you were. I'll bet you that 80, 80, 85% of what you wrote down after you did that exercise is going to turn out to be true. So it's just a matter of, again, learning how to tune in your energy, I would really say to yourself, so that your intuition knows what answers to provide to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Definitely yeah. makes sense. Uh, from Sarah Youssef, what is your favorite way to restore energetic balance? Um, fasting, actually. You can ask him. I get hyper. You're yeah. When I fast. Um, so for me, so here's the thing about fasting. In fact, I'm actually doing a, a YouTube on this or YouTube on this, a video on this on my YouTube channel soon. So I love fasting. I think fasting is amazing. The body of are the the gosh, all the scientific research that's starting to come out suggests that fasting really could be one of the best ways that we can heal our body, that we can embrace intuitive situations, that we can reach a different form of enlightenment, that we can enhance our intuitions. It clears our, our minds so we can focus. Like, I almost feel like I can't say enough about fasting, not to mention you can lose weight on it. And that's what I need to do. <laughs> So it does. Nice it does. Side um, <laughs> so I think fasting brings fantastic energetic balance because that's what I was going to say. The first thing you have to do when you're fasting is you have to drink a lot because that's one of the ways you stave off the hunger and um, or you starve off the hunger. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> so you, um, so you want to make sure that you're drinking a lot of water or at least a lot of electrolytes, coffee, tea, you know, you just anything that's really free of calories. Um, you want to be consuming that frequently. And what we all know is that water is actually very healing. So when we deprive our body of food, we're taking in more water. And we know that water is this amazing conduit to spirit. We know that it's good for our kidneys and our brain and everything. And I think most of the time when we're not fasting, we're dehydrating. (laughs) We're not drinking enough water. We're not getting enough fluids. And um, also, one of the things that I channeled when I was looking into um, fasting and I was trying to figure out why is my intuition just <laughs> when I fast and it is, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Look for, look for my um, printed research coming like, up like in very important f- journals. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens when you fast is first of all, think about how much energy it requires for your body to digest food. That's not something we think about very often. It requires a lot of energy. It requires actually a lot of chi, right? And um, of course, chi is the life force that's within all of us. And so that's what's responsible for keeping our consciousness going, our sympathetic nervous system. You know, it's, it's responsible for basically everything our body is doing. So when we deprive the body of food, the chi doesn't have to help us digest it anymore. Instead, what that chi starts to do is it starts to heal our bodies. It recycles our um, cells. There is a growing body of research suggesting that fasting can help in the um, remission of certain forms of cancer. So that's really interesting. But your body goes into full-on healing mode. The body can't heal unless it's in some type of energetic balance. Um, And so when we're not eating, when our body, when our cheese not having to go into that, it goes into different functions. And one of them is that it also begins to heal our energetic spirit to our energetic body. So now we've got all this chi available. And if we make it our intention that we want to use that to become more intuitive and become more balanced, that's absolutely where that energy will go. And it happens really fast. So that would be my favorite because I think it's easy. I think not eating is one of the easiest things to do. Except yeah, for one of my don't sweet. starve yourself to death, of course. Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> but, and, I mean, even, you know, it's, it's really interesting because even, like, eating lighter. Like, I've noticed mm-hmm. um, when I eat more salads and not, like, the heavy, heavy foods um, that I do feel like I have more energy. Because eating, you know, something that's heavy has a lot of weight to it or processed foods. Right. Um, you know, I, f- I feel slower and sluggish. And it's like, ah, I just want to kind of chill on the couch for a while rather than if I'm eating you know, something lighter, more natural. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you know, I, I eat something you know, like, you know, I like those red bell peppers and there's like a, you do, oh, go that. <laughs> but there's like a, a, a freshness to it. Like, right. and I don't know, that kind of like perks me up a little bit. Well, I think even juice fast, like we haven't tried that yet, but I would imagine that'd be amazing. Cause that's, that's so many amazing nutrients. Um, the different, fruits that you would put into your juices that's going to be great for your chakras so yeah you can do water fast you can do a juice fast but of course always check with your doctor we are not medical physicians we're here to offer peer-to-peer advice and you know all those legalities so check with your doctor first uh eva geller's wondering (laughs) uh how long do you usually fast um it depends i i my favorite is 36 hour fasts that's what i prefer um every once in a while though i will have to break my fast because there's been a couple times where, um, like one time fasting, like I was fasting and I ended up with this horrible headache and I don't think I was drinking enough water. I definitely realized afterwards that I wasn't getting enough electrolytes and you do want to prepare the day before when you're going to do elongated fast, but you can do a 16 hour fast. You can do intermittent fasting. Um, but for me, I, I prefer a full day half. Um, you know, one of these days I'd love to dive in and do a whole week and see if I can See if I can get that, like, <laughs> enlighten that, you know. Careful. <laughs> but, yeah, for me, 36 hours is is what I really prefer. I like the longer ones. Yep. Coyote Chris Sutton is down there in the chat room. Great to see you there, my friend. And he has a book coming out later this week, 
shock and awe. So definitely check that out. But he says, I fast intermittently eating eight hours a day and fasting 16 hours. I've lost 45 pounds since. So what that is amazing, Chris. And also I'm curious to know, like, did you notice when you do the intermittent fasting, like does your head fog lift? Do you sleep better? Because when I fast and when I'm really good at keeping to the, if I'm either fasting or sticking to the whole circadian rhythm thing, um, Gosh, I find that I have so much energy and focus. And like I said, you can ask him, I can get really hyper on fast. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's like, how, how do you have all this energy when you haven't eaten anything? <laughs> I don't know. It's caffeine. I don't know. <laughs> so we're actually getting down to the end of the show. Can you believe that? Wow. It's the end of the show. Uh, Victoria, do you have any uh, final questions here that you want to slide in? No, nope, I'm good. At all? I'm enjoying uh, only during the day. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have that question we have to ask. From... Yeah, yeah. We'll do a couple of more of uh, of those questions here as we wrap it up. And does anybody else have any um, other questions down there? All right. So we have, yeah, the, uh, it was from Betty Lange. Victoria, what was your first haunted place you visited? So we have to. Now, Victoria's told me some interesting stories. But I don't know if I know the first. Uh, the first place that I knew was haunted. First haunted place you visited. Well, my house. <laughs> well, you visited. You visited that you went to oh. to visit. So. I guess Old Town Spring. I mean, no, you're supposed to write it down. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Okay. Game again. I lied. I, you don't know where. <laughs> all right. So well, there's her answer. Yeah. All right. Yay, we, we all won. I'll make, <laughs> I'll make something else up. No. <laughs> Which Victoria will be featured in the Shadow Dimension series talking about that story. Okay. I'm incognito now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Where'd she go? Oh, she's back. Ah. There was someone sitting in your spot, Victoria. It's really weird. Well, it's funny you say that because I've been feeling somebody touch my back this whole time. So. Well, when you, before the show started and you were panning, I was like, oh, you got about three ghosts in there. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. yeah. Not Victoria's yeah, I could feel ghosts. Them. They're not her ghosts. No, no they're her cats. They are my ghosts. Not, my not cats. her ghosts, you, not her cats. Did you see the cute little blonde guy? I like him. I did not he shows see up, him, no. He shows up in the mirrors all the time. Oh. <laughs> so, Nicole. Yes. Where can everybody, I mean, I know I can find you here, but where can everybody right. else find you? <laughs> I'm not giving that, a, I don't need people showing up. In no, the, I don't. <laughs> no, no. Asking <laughs> Robbins. <laughs> oh. That's where you can find Mike. Oh, okay. That's where you can find Mike. Um, you can find me at guidingechoes.com and also my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash guidingechoes. I've also been on Facebook a lot. Like I've been on Facebook being lately. Yeah. And, uh, you know, on a good day, you might catch me on Instagram. But for the, for the most part, EddieNechos.com, my YouTube channel, and, uh, and Facebook. Facebook.com. Yeah, you posted that cute little video of us. Um, that was funny. <laughs> just before showtime tonight. That was pretty Yeah, cute. that was but funny. You said that you had a uh, coupon special for our viewers and our listeners uh, when this goes out on podcast. Yeah, so from now to January 31st. First, 2021. If you use, uh, if you go to my website to order a service, so whether it is spiritual mentoring, psychic mediumship, or a psychic reading, you can get 20% off your session with me by using the coupon code Rabbit Hole. R A B B I T H O L E. <laughs> and uh, that's good for, um, like I said, from now till January 31st, 2021. All right. So Rabbit Hole. Use that coupon, guidingechoes.com. Yes. All right. So final question here from Alina. If a spirit shows itself, do they always need some kind of help? No. No, they don't always need some kind of help. They might just be saying hi. They might really enjoy where they're There's There are very friendly spirits out there. And a lot of times they just... You know how every once in a while you go to the store and there's that old, there's that lonely old guy that's talking to everybody. <laughs> like next time you see a ghost out of everywhere, just pretend it's that guy. A lot of times, that's I think that's what it is. Just someone hanging around, maybe want some company. But nope, they yeah. don't always. They're not always needing help. Yeah. The little blonde guy that shows up here all the time is just like, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, <laughs> and then how's he goes it going? away. <laughs> <laughs> 
Why the well, dishes if you're going to be in here, you know? Right. We, we have the uh, the farmer ghost in our shed That's that right. likes to play around with the um, with the gears and everything on the lawn tractor. So he's just he's checking out the equipment. It's mm -hmm. funny. Because yeah. there was... Um, he's really nice. He, yeah, nice guy, but yeah. it's just... <laughs> You know, the, the one time uh, a couple months ago, um, one of the it was one of the final times I mowed the lawn, and um, you know I was trying to get the lawn tractor out, but the door shut on the shed, so I get off the lawn tractor. I had not taken it into reverse or anything yet, um, so I got down, opened the door back up, got back on the tractor, and cranked it back up. Went to put it in reverse; it was already in reverse. I was like, what in the world? He's <laughs> he helping. Play with the gear. Yeah. He's helping. He's, he's a step ahead of me. I think he's a. <laughs> I think he's a fixer because I'll hear him. I'll I'll hear different sounds where it sounds like someone's trying to do some type of repairs on something that doesn't need repaired. <laughs> and so like, well, you know, sometimes I'll see him. Sometimes I don't. But yeah, he's a he's a nice guy. But can you send him down here because my weather stripping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need some new. I can. I mean, I can ask. It doesn't hurt to ask, right? Yeah. Okay. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> he might. He might want to take a road trip. Maybe. Yeah, we have the um, ghost pineapple upside down cake upstairs. So. Ooh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's right. That's yeah. right. So uh, Brenda Brown saying thank you so much, Mike, Nicole, and Victoria. Awesome show, Betty Lingy. Love the laughter tonight. Thank you so much, Mike, Nicole, and Victoria, and Chatters. Yes, thank you very much, Mad Hatters, for joining us this evening. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap this up.